Today's scripture lesson is from Exodus chapter 16, verses 2 to 15. In the desert, the whole community grumbled against Moses and Aaron. The Israelites said to them, If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted. But you have brought us out into this desert to starve this entire assembly to death. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will rain down bread from heaven for you. The people are to go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way, I will test them and see whether they will follow my instructions. On the sixth day, they are to prepare what they bring in, and that is to be twice as much as they gather on the other days. So Moses and Aaron said to all the Israelites, In the evening you will know that it was the Lord who brought you out of Egypt, and in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we that you should grumble against us? Moses also said, You will know that it is the Lord when he gives you meat to eat in the evening and all the bread you want in the morning, because he has heard your grumbling against him. Who are we? You are not grumbling against us, but against the Lord. Then Moses told Aaron, Say to the entire Israelite community, Come before the Lord, for he has heard your grumbling. While Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert, and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening, quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread of the Lord that is given to you to eat. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome to our Tuesday Bible study for Tuesday, September 22nd. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis, and it's a blessing to be with you, to continue this conversation with you, and to explore the places where we see blessings along a greater journey. Today, we will continue to look at the scripture in Exodus that we used during our September 20th sermon, and I want us to talk about what it means to find blessings along the way. And so many of our lives, we have end goals, we have large ideas that we want to journey to, that we want to reach. And as we go on these journeys, we're focused so much on the end prize that we forget to look at the smaller blessings along the way that makes that bigger prize so flavorful and beautiful. In this scripture in Exodus, we're looking at the journey of the Israelite people. We're looking at their journey to go towards the promised land. 
And it's not a day's journey. It's not a week's journey. No, this is a journey that took years upon years upon years upon years upon years to get to. And as we, as they dealt with the, the unknowing of dealing with being a part of this journey, the, the unknowing of, of how much longer is this going to be, the unknowing, are we going to get to our end destination at all? That's so much unknowing in this journey, but yet so many small blessings that occur along the way so that the blessing at the end is more meaningful. I let's let's break down historically some of the things that this this transient culture had to deal with on their journey. Let's deal with together some of the worries and the concerns that that shadowed the blessings that they were experiencing along the way. And in doing th- so, talk about the blessings they experienced along the way so that I can challenge you to look at the day-to-day blessings and realize that God is real and present. And even though that we haven't gotten to the end of our journey, that we are being prepared and strengthened for what's to come. So, transient culture. There wasn't just the worry of getting to their end end destination in this for the Israelites. You know, being a transient culture and existing in a time that they didn't have the means of of food storage that we have right now. They didn't have the the means of food preservation that we have right now. We're looking at a group of people that are not just trying to get to this end goal, this end place, the promised land. We're looking at people who day by day are inching closer to that end goal, but also day by day trying to find a new place to move, move the entire community to, that they can find the supplies that they need for their basic essentials of living. They're looking for shelter. They are looking for water sources. They're looking for places where they can hunt and find food uh, along this way. They're looking for places where vegetation is rich. And each day, they're trying to move closer to the promised land, but each day, they are trying to move closer to a place where they can still have their needs met in the moment, not just getting to the end goal and the end blessing, but having their needs met in the moment so that they can be strong enough, so that they can have the supplies and the uh, essentials that they need to survive on this journey. You know, if you think about day by day, living in a moment of uncertainty that you'll even have what you need that evening to get by. It adds on to the stresses and the worries that we are hearing voiced in this conversation in Exodus. The voicing of worry. Where are we at? 
Uh, like the kid in the back seat on a vacation. Are, are, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Each day trying to find the next place to stop that has everything that is needed to survive and get by to the next day. It's not just a worry if they'll ever make it to the destination of their desires and their hopes and their dreams. But the worries and fears are compounded because they don't even know that they'll make it that night to a place where that their daily needs are met. It becomes a reality of the first blessing, and it becomes a reality of the reality of the blessing that's displayed in the scripture with with the with the manna. Is how do we see that our basic needs are being met? Sometimes we're so focused on the end goal that we don't see the ways that we are provided for along the journey day by day, step by step, to get to that end goal. I'll share with you, I exist right now in the promised land of a journey that I went through to become an ordained minister. And I remember day one, my first day going to seminary, I remember day one going through the ordination process. I remember day by day, step by step, the frustrations that I had of getting to class, studying, passing classes to get my master's degree in theology, my master's in divinity degree. I remember day by day, step by step, going to extra classes required for the ordination process, going through the candidacy process, going through ordination, step by step, paperwork, extra classes, and going through all that work to get to an end goal. And all through that time for me, I felt the frustration of jumping through hoops to get to my final destination because I was so much stuck in the moment of the frustration of what I was doing. Now I'm able to look backwards and to see step by step the way that I was being changed the knowledge that I was being blessed with, and the new experiences that I was experiencing that made me more equipped to cherish and to thrive reaching the end goal. That's what's actually happening in this story in Exodus, in this account in Exodus, that each day, as they move closer to the promised land, they are experiencing these daily blessings that they're able to find shelter, that they're able to find some form of nourishment, although it may not be the nourishment that they desire. They might not feel completely filled up, but they're finding things that help them continue on the journey. The day by day blessings. I want you to think with me today. I want you to pray with me today because there are day by day blessings that exist in our lives that sometimes we miss because we're so focused on where we're going. They're 
there there's a line in a Harry Chapin song, and if I was a better uh, Harry Chapin historian, I could tell you what song it was. No, it's it, yeah. The name of the song is Greyhound, and and one of the the lyrics in that song is it's got to be the going, and not the getting there. That's good. It's got to be the going, and not the getting there. That's good. I guess I am the, the Harry Chapin historian that I I wish that I could be. But I want us to think about that mindset because I I know at least in myself we can exist in this goal oriented uh, mindset that we want to reach these pinnacle moments of our lives. We 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 want to reach the touchdowns in our lives and and we forget about all the the first downs the the first down achievements that we have to go through to get to those touchdowns and i realized that uh, using sports phrases might might not connect to everyone but our our football season just started and i'm wearing my maroon and gold today because my team the washington football club I won their first game this week, so I get the blessing of that one momentary celebration within that. You know, this. Uh, speaking of sports, uh, I'll go on a side tangent for a moment, but looking at sports, you know, that's the same kind of journey that that I'm trying to lay out. There's there's momentary blessings. Everybody wants to win the Super Bowl. They want to win the World Series, but you can't start in that last game. It takes the wins and it takes the losses to go through this journey and to get to places where the, that we want to be. But it takes the wins and losses along the journey to get there. I, I, I wholeheartedly know that there was only one football team to have a perfect season, the Miami Dolphins. And I fully well know that the Washington Football Club are going to have some losses. But even though those losses come along, it doesn't mean that the journey's over. There's another game, and there'll be another victory, and then hopefully that victory <clears throat> leads to the Lombardi Trophy going to the Washington Football Club. I just, I just love their new name. <clears throat> I think about that a lot in my journey, too. And I think that it adds into a lot of the despair that's being shared in this conversation in Exodus. Uh, there, there had to be days that they had to stop and rest in places where they didn't find their da daily nourishment. They finally had to find a place where that they had to take the shelter over the nourishment. I, I got to imagine that there were also times that they found themselves in places where they had the nourishment and not the shelter. And there's a possibility within those moments that they felt uh, a momentary defeat, even though that the journey had not completed, even though that there were still miles to go to get to the end goal. But within momentary defeats, the despair and worry, are we going to get there at all? I'll share with you because it has been a shining moment within my existence. 
but momentary defeats can also become learning points to get to the next place. I want you to know that the momentary defeats are the learning points that make us stronger, that make us better people, so that makes us more ready to be the ones that God needs us to be when we meet the final destination. I will share with you way back in the year 1998 when I read the Christian as Pastor book in Bristol, Tennessee with the pastor of the First United Methodist Church of Bristol, Tennessee. The Michael Drew Davis that existed at that time frame was nowhere close to ready to be the leader that Jesus Christ needs me to be right now. And I am so blessed that even though, like the Israelite people in this conversation, even though that there were moments through ordination that I was kicking and screaming, wondering if I would ever make the end journey, I was kept kicking and screaming, wondering if I should just stop. There were times, it's phrased in the scripture in Exodus, there was times that I wondered why I started the journey at all. But it was the, the hard times in seminary. It was the multiple, multiple times being told by the Board of Ordained Ministry, you're not ready. That has helped me grow to be the person that I am in this moment. The momentary defeats, not letting them become stop signs, but the momentary defeats of becoming challenges of learning and the growing and proceeding so that we can still be on a very blessed journey and celebrate what's at the end. See, the, the conversation is taking place at this time as someone that's stuck in the moment. And that I think that's a U2 song, actually. We're being stuck in a moment and I can't get out of it. I, I, I think that's a, a U2 song. But... We get stuck in Stephen Ministry. I, I talk about Stephen Ministry a lot. Uh, Richard Hout talks about the, the idea of being stuck in a mud pit. And it's those moments that we are, are stuck in a mud pit. We don't know how we're going to get out of it. And sometimes people reach in and we're so stuck in a mud pit. We're so stuck in a moment. Instead of them pulling us out, we actually pull them in. And they, they use this imagery and Stephen ministry about the caregiver, the pe person reaching in, the assist an individual to be pulled out of the mud pit, that we have to hold on to the branches of Jesus Christ so that we don't get lost in the moment as well. And we continue to be an image of hope for these dear friends who need hope to keep going. I shared this on Sunday. This whole conversation is just a desire of having any blessing, to have a blessing so that they know they're not forgotten, to have a blessing to know that they're not lost. You know, for the last two weeks, we've been looking at that concept through the book of Romans and Paul talking about what it means to have that focal point, the branch to hold on to, that is Jesus Christ. 
so that we don't get pulled into the mud pit. And what it means to to not be so uh, locked in the logistics that we get pulled in to the mud pit and we quit the journey because we forget to look for the branch to hold on to and we become so stuck in the moments that we don't know how to get out of it. If, if YouTube lets me, and YouTube doesn't always let me do such things, I'll, I'll, I'll play that YouTube song right here. And there's my clapping point. And I'll just leave that in if it doesn't work, and you'll see it. I was not allowed to put that song in. But we, we get stuck in these moments. And sometimes the way that we figure to get our way out of it is to remember the journey's not done. The journey's not done. Now, in this in this scripture in Exodus, that's that's not a comforting thought. They they don't know where they are in the journey. They don't know if they're at the beginning, the middle, or the end because it was years upon years upon years on this journey. And I I use that narrative in our comparison to our COVID journey that we're on right now. We don't know if we're in the beginning, middle, or the end of this deal, and we're just trying to figure out ways to keep going. And as Paul said all the way back two weeks ago in Romans 13, we just need to find a way to stay focused on the shepherd that's before us. For these people on this journey in Exodus, it's Moses and Aaron leading the way. And for us today, it's the, it's the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, and the grace that we look towards to follow to get to the end of this journey. I promise you, there's a promised land. I didn't think there was, and here I am sitting as the lead pastor of North Coast United Methodist Church, full elder in the United Methodist Church, ordained in the California Pacific Conference. I, I tell you, there there is a promised land on the journey. But then here's the, the bad news, kids. The journey doesn't stop even when we get where we're going. Because new journeys come along and new challenges come along and we're constantly this culture that's growing. Now it's one of the things when I used to teach confirmation and I look forward to having that experience here at North Coast as well. When I taught confirmation it was this idea that yeah there you get a point that you join the church and you you confirm your baptism for yourself but the journey's not done. You know, we're always challenged to keep learning, to keep growing, to keep moving on to perfection in the words of John Wesley so that we can reach new promised lands and new hopes and, and start to have conversations about things we never dreamed about and look at new ways and new places that we can take the gospel of Jesus Christ that we never dreamed about. It's a beautiful reality. And it's a reality that will be experienced by those that are on this journey in, in Exodus. And it'll be experienced by us on this journey that we are on in our current worldwide situation. We will reach a promised land. We will reach a place of hope. We will reach a place of newness. And everything that we've learned 
from this journey will become our launching pad for the next journey with more confidence and more hope, knowing that we can reach another promised place and a new promised land. Just hold on to those things. Here, here's your prayer. Here's your prayer uh, uh, focuses for this week. The first, the first prayer focus I'd like for you to hold on to is the reality that you're going to make it. You're going to make it. We might not make it to the place we're looking for, but we're going to make it. So I would, the first prayer focus is I want you to pray over the perseverance to keep going. The second thing I want you to pray over is the daily blessings and how the daily blessings are preparing you for what you will achieve. You're going to make it. Look for the daily blessings. There, there, was, there was another story as, as we talk about this daily blessings. There used to be this radio show in, in San Diego called the Jeff and Jer Showgram and Jeff and Jer were very family, family humor, humor. It was something I could listen to with the girls in the car and not worry about what they would share. And they used to, they used to have this thing every once in a while. I think it was Jeff that would say, you know, if you look for a cow every day, you'll find it. What are you talking about? If you look for a cow every day, you'll find it. And I, and I swear to you, I, I said, okay, I'm going to try this. And when I was trying it, I, I, it was either on the side of a milk carton or on a truck or, or on a commercial. I saw a cow every day I was looking for a cow. I, as you pray, pray over this looking for your daily blessings, I want you with that same silly intensity that I did looking for a cow, I want you to look for blessings. And I promise you, you'll find them. And the last thing is, when we reach our promised land, to not to become stagnant, but to, to bounce on to what's next. To use it as a springboard and not a stopping point. Perseverance, looking for the blessings, and growing and growing and growing. That's what I hope that you get from this, and thank you for being in this conversation with me. My name is the Reverend Michael Drew Davis. May the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. We'd like to have the opportunity to get to know you. Please email us at ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And if you've been enjoying our services online, please email us. Please say hello. Again, that's ncumcinfo at gmail.com. And also, if you'd like to give to our church, please go to northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Again, that's northcoastumc.org and click on the Give button. Thank you for joining us.